Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin. I've got Brian on the phone with me. And today we're going to be doing our 2020 year-end wrap-up, where Brian and I will just have an open conversation about horror in the year 2020, movies we liked, uh, didn't like, some trends that we observed, and uh, maybe what's on our minds as we go into the next year uh, and what we're really excited about. Um, Brian, would you say this was uh, a somewhat unique year for horror or something special going on this year? Yeah, man. I mean, everything was kicked down the road until 2021 except for the VOD releases. So, yeah, a tough year. Yeah, that was a real bummer. I feel like there were a number of releases we were pretty excited about coming into this year. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, like Candyman, uh, A Quiet Place 2. Uh, what, what else was on your mind? Yeah, Halloween Kills was on my mind just because... I wasn't crazy about Halloween 2018, but it was such a fun theater experience, and I just am excited to have that theater experience again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, those were the ones that I was most excited about, and then I don't think, I can't remember if they postponed this release or not. Maybe they did, but I'm weirdly excited for Terrifier 2, even though I think I gave the original like a 2 out of 5 stars. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, isn't the second one being directed by someone, like an American director? Uh, I don't know. Wasn't the first one directed by an American director? Oh, maybe that's what it was, yeah. I thought, uh, Guillermo... Are you thinking of Terrified? Oh, yeah. The remake? Of... Yeah, yeah. What are, you, what are you thinking of? Terrifier. That that uh, that clown one? Yeah. Oh, there was going to be a sequel of that? Yeah, Terrifier 2. Wow, that would have been pretty cool to see. Yeah. I, I remember they really, yeah. like built up like the backstory like they, they, yeah there were like a lot of ways that could have gone with that one mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like the year of like the things that could have been that didn't happen which maybe is like just 2020 in general yeah very true yeah so i was feeling kind of down about that but then at the same time uh i feel like there were like a number of like surprisingly looking back at like what we saw and like what's uh been released uh you still had a decent number of horror films come out yeah well i was thinking about 2019 and um we didn't make a top 10 list, but we did post 10 movies, all chosen by some of our friends of the podcast, if you will. So we had like a blog post on our website, Best Movies of 2019, and each person wrote a paragraph on their favorite movie. Oh, right. And there were a lot in there that weren't really big theatrical releases. So yeah, I feel like this VOD thing has been really amping up. So it was right. kind of not a good time, but... There was this whole movie scene that did not really get that interrupted, right? Like, there's no reason to postpone the 2020 VOD releases. Yeah, so, yeah. So we did still get a lot of movies. Um, but, yeah, we didn't have those, like, communal big ones. And it seems like another year where across top ten lists, there's going to be, for sure, some movies will be repeated across there, but I think you might see more variation mm-hmm. and a less widely agreed upon, like, number ones and number twos. Sure, yeah, just because uh, you have, like, such limited audiences on the VOD side based yeah. on, like, that, yeah. Yeah, and you don't have those big, like, blockbuster movies that are just, you yeah, know, big budget and crowd pleasers. Uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, like, uh, you don't have these big releases, but blockbusters that are, like, grabbing all the headlines, like, uh, was it, was Midsommar? I, I think that was last year, right? It was, yeah. And, like, yeah, I think The Lighthouse, maybe. Uh, so, but I, but I, I think if, I wonder if, like, not having those gave more, uh, space and room for, like, these videos that were VOD that, on, in a normal year, might have gone more under the radar, under the rug. 
Yeah, that's true. But then there was also this weird problem in October, and compared to a lot of other horror podcasters out there, Ash, you and I really haven't seen that many 2020 movies. Yeah, I know. But um, there was just a flood of movies in October, and I think a lot of those just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Oh, okay. Um, which, I don't know, it seems... Like, I get why you would release your horror movie in October, but so many people are doing that now that nobody can keep up. Oh, sure. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like, was it both Amazon and Blumhouse, like, had a, like, almost like weekly releases uh, around that time? Yeah. Or something? Yeah. That that gets overwhelming and tough to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle to keep up. Yeah. Um, speaking of like 2020 releases, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think we saw that many actually. I was, I was surprised looking back. So I think we only reviewed uh, seven on on this podcast. Is that right? Yeah, you know, I was thinking that too. And then there's a couple that have a release here of 2019, but the wide release was 2020. So uh, nine, if you include those, the Wretched and the Lodge. Oh, okay, sure. Yep. Yeah. And- so only nine, and I think we each probably saw maybe a handful of other. 2020 releases on our own so yeah you know if that makes you want to turn us off right now we're just going to mostly wrap up our experiences of the year and the, and the movies we covered on the podcast in 2020 yeah uh i would point you to two that i listened to horror movie weekly uh theirs was exhaustive because jay lady phantom and bill shetty all did their top tens and honorable mentions so like 30 movies were mentioned at least oh. probably wow that's awesome um yeah, so check that one out. And then Nightmare on Film Street did one. Um, they're always like the polar opposite of us in their excitement level. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. it's interesting to listen to them too. Yeah, oh, okay, I'll have to check those out. Uh, that, that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, our, our sample size here is pretty small. Uh, like, yeah, uh, nine movies. Yeah, nine movies that we saw, uh, two of which were. Uh, technically released last year. And then we have like VFW that we did uh, on another podcast and you and I did watch Possessor, but that's going to come out uh, next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And VFW is uh, on Movies in 4K, their podcast, and that's Bill Shetty and Lady Phantom from Horror Movie Weekly. So yeah, go yeah. check out that episode. Yeah. I'm glad we saw that one. That was, that was good to get in there. Um, yeah. You know, I noticed that even this year though, if, if you look at like all the episodes we did, you did have like a lot of 2019 releases. I, I feel like we were catch- playing catch up uh, this year on like you know some of the bigger movies from 2019 that we missed. Yeah, for sure. And I imagine we'll do the same. Yeah, like the first quarter of next <laughs> year is going to be 2020 releases. Yeah, like props to the people who are like watching all these 2020 movies as they're released and sorting the wheat from the shaft. But right. I think uh, shaft. <laughs> I think our what we're kind of doing is waiting to see what bubbles to the top and then check it out. Just because yeah. I don't think we have enough timer capacity or willingness to be the people to go through every release as it comes out yeah 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 that's true um which yeah the other podcasts do a great job about that but i I think we get sidetracked with like yeah some other uh things which which is good makes like for a fun balance yeah we we both have some classic holes and uh classics that we just want to go back and i think things that the listeners want to hear too and actually it's a good transition to Call out the listeners and get in touch with us. Like, what do you think about the balance of our episodes in terms of new stuff and old stuff and big name stuff and slightly smaller, lesser known uh, indie stuff? Uh, Yeah, let us know if you want more new stuff. If you want us to be more on top of the current year as it's happening, 
we can try to do that. If you want us to do more classics or older stuff, we can do that too. And I'll later in the show, I'll do some stats to talk about how many uh, movies we covered from each decade. So oh, that fun. can give some perspective too. Yeah, yeah, I love when you uh, talk about our holes. That's that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so reach out to us, podcast at horrormovieclub.com, if you want to email us, or Twitter, Facebook, Discord, wherever. Yeah, I always love the feedback. That's, yeah. that's always helpful. Um, so yeah, uh, so 2020, I'm sure for us, will carry into next year. Um, but uh, I, I feel like that's a relatively good sample size. And you know, one of the things we're lucky to have is, is our Discord server, where we have like a number of uh, listeners on there, um, people from different podcasts, uh, a lot of bakers, surprisingly too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they, they, you know, fortunately we were able to tap them as well for some of their favorites. And I it was, I feel like we saw most of the movies. That, so I felt a little better when I saw that list. But what were your reactions when you saw this? Yeah, I mean, I'd heard most of these names swirling around in the Twitter sphere and on other podcasts, you know, all year long. But uh, yeah. so I wasn't too surprised by any of the mentions except um, his house, which I right. think Lefty Lucy mentioned. I hadn't really heard that mentioned in too many other places. Yeah, right. That that's one that I feel like is popping up right now. Yeah, um, and uh, and I think you just saw it recently too, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And there's of course some that came up on other people's top 10 lists this year that you and I both, I think, were underwhelmed by. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the, there, I'm sure. The Midsommars of 2020? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, well, cool. Um, overall, uh, before we dive into our favorites and, and thoughts there, um, any genre that you think like succeeded this year versus maybe a genre that was on the decline? Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I'm less confidence saying anything like that having just listened to horror movie weekly go through theirs bill shetty said he had watched 84 2020 movies i think hmm. yeah. um so it's hard for me to say what a, a trend really <laughs> is but i yeah. do continue to see this trend that i don't really like of what i've been calling misery porn which is not an original thing by me to say but uh just where characters are miserable from the start of the movie things get worse as it goes and they end even more horribly <laughs> uh, and I, I don't like that trend I think hereditary really uh, if it didn't start it it was kind of the I don't know the the one that really caught on and was the trendsetter and I yeah. feel like we're seeing more of them and we'll see more of them and I'm not not into it but uh, I, there's also a lot of uh, it seems there's a lot of movies that blend that are like where the horror community doesn't quite know if they're horror or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll probably talk about one or two of those here pretty soon. I think that keeps happening, and I, I'm i on board with that, like sci-fi horror and action horror. Oh, yeah. Blurring the lines a bit. Yeah, like a VFW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like a hunt or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I I agree with you on on the misery porn thing. Like, I, I know that, like, took off, like, whenever Hereditary came out, maybe 2017 or so, or 2018, and like obviously like Midsommar and, and stuff kind of extended that and a lot of copycats on that formula. Um, I feel like this year though, maybe that that trend kind of started to go the other way. Maybe uh, because you had so many people who were like, you know, 2020 is this kind of crazy year that we're all kind of going through. And I feel like the appetite for that type of film declined. I mean, yeah, you had a few like Relic and um, maybe Hagazusa for some extent. but um, The Lodge. I, oh, The Lodge, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, Hagazusa I think is from a couple of years ago. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's like 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of thought like maybe that that trend is pulling back, but I, I don't know. That's just based on 
uh, some of that there. Yeah, it could be. It could be for sure. I, I also thought uh, sci-fi horror was kind of picking up. Like you had Invisible Man and like Possessor, um, and, uh, and maybe it was just those two. Oh, Underwater, I guess. And what's that space one? Out of Color or something? Oh, Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space, yeah. Oh, and the, the other uh, genre that I thought did kind of decent, um, and we didn't see too many of these, but like films like The Wretched, uh, which I feel like are more geared towards just like popcorn horror, um, I feel like there were a few releases that came out in like, especially like the spring and like the drive through season. Um, like there was one with that guy from uh, uh, King of, uh, uh, the King of Queens. King of Queens? Is yeah. that Becky? Yeah, Becky, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, I kind of was wondering if like those kind of movies are going to pick back up that are just like more fun horror. Yeah, there have been a few of those, like The Wretched, even The Boy 2, you might call that, Brahms The Boy 2. Oh yeah, um, right. Just kind of more straightforward, either supernatural or monster movies. Seems like there's been a lot of monster movies lately too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true too. And The Wretched, Underwater. Right, right, yeah. I, I like that, I, you know, good monster movies, always fun. Yeah. It's nice to stay back. Uh, well, cool. Um, and then obviously like in light of like the pandemic and, and the quarantine and everything going on, um, thoughts that, like, do you feel like this was a good, overall, like a, a year that needed good horror films or like, what do you think the impact of everyone being stuck at home on horror was? I don't know, man. I think it's probably for us, it was a good year to catch up on some stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of hard to get excited about new releases this year. Hmm. They didn't have like, like you didn't the... even seem to have that spirit of like seeing new trailers drop. Not that they didn't completely, but you know, on a normal year, there's just like you move from the excitement from one big release to the next, and that just didn't yeah. exist this year. Yeah, yeah, same. Like the buzz factor was kind of gone that you'd get. Yeah, before. everyone may have been quietly excited for the like one they had their eye on, but it was mostly kind of you know the VOD stuff. So they don't have a mon- bunch of money for marketing, so right. It's kind of just something drops. You start to hear buzz about it after the fact, and then you go check it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely felt that way with a few of the movies that we saw this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, pretty, pretty unique year overall. Uh, but you're, you're right. Like it, we had, a, I, I feel like I had a bunch of extra time on my hands, so it was nice to dive back through some stuff. And, yeah, I, I mean, we it was kind of cool. We, we had the remakes in May. We did our sequel September. We did a whole month uh, on Black Filmmakers, which was fun. Um any other? Did we, oh, we probably did it Friday the 13th, uh, at least one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, we did one. Yeah, was it one or two this year? I think maybe two. Oh, okay. I can't remember, though, now. Yeah. Can, uh... Um, Actually, you know, shame on us. We only did uh, two episodes from Black Filmmakers, so let's do a couple more soon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Blackula and Tales from the Hood. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Shit, we only did. Oh yeah, we did. No, we did two Friday the Thirteenth this year. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, good deal. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was a fun, fun year overall, and uh, yeah, I think it gave us a chance to dive into some of those classics and fill some holes. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Got Rob Zombie's filmography half covered. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one director that we uh, spent a lot of time with this year. <laughs> it's Rob Zombie. Uh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, with that, do you, anything else you want to say about the year in general, or do you, do you want to dive into our picks? No, let's try, dive into some talking points. Okay. So let's start with like our least favorite uh, review, or film uh, of, of 2020. Um, what, what was yours? Mine was The Lodge. Oh, which interesting. I'm sure is going to make it on a lot of top uh, 10 lists, and you gave it a four. Yeah. 
Uh, but I just did not care for it. I didn't buy a single thing anybody did in the movie, and sure. it qualified as that wow, that misery yeah. porn category I've been putting these in. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely like square. Yeah, it's spot on for uh, for misery porn. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the, I forgot about that one, and uh, yeah, we we had a pretty big spread there. That's funny. Yeah, and uh, I will add this this. This isn't a least favorite release by any means, but just a letdown. I don't think we have a letdown talking point planned. <laughs> but um, I loved May the Devil Take You. I think mm-hmm. we reviewed that last year, from tw- and it was a 2018 movie. And yeah. I was so excited for the sequel, and I watched that last week. Uh-huh. And it was good, but it was nothing near the excitement of the original for me. So that was a letdown. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, sorry. That's disappointing. Um, yeah. I, I remember you really liked the first one because it reminded you of Evil Dead. Yeah, yep. And then the second one didn't uh, stay true to that? Didn't or? tickle me as quite as much, but I still feel like that's an underseen movie. So if you're an Evil Dead fan, go check out May the Devil Take You on Netflix. Yeah, right, right. I, I, and I if like you that like one. it, the sequel's on Shudder. Um, not as mm. good, but still fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, sorry I didn't deliver, but that, that, that's cool that you caught that one. I, yeah, I that was like one of the few I actually did have my eye on and was excited about this year. Yeah, yeah, I know you were talking about like maybe doing it on the podcast, but uh, yeah, so, sounds like yeah, we I'm glad that. we didn't. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's underseen. The original was underseen, so I'm sure the sequel has been barely seen, and it sure. dropped in October when everyone was overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, with with the lodge, and I I, I don't want to spoil it. Um, where what's was your biggest issue? Like the the twist at the end, or like um the the whole like narrative, or like the story, or the acting. Right off the bat, I knew it was the type of movie I wasn't gonna be. It wasn't gonna be my style. Yeah. But technically, it was very good. I thought. I thought um, Riley Keough. I never know how to pronounce her last name. Was right. great in it. Um, but about halfway through the movie, when there's a bit of a twist, it kind of started to lose me. And by the end, I was just so angry at it. <laughs> it's one of those movies that really frustrated you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's understandable. Uh yeah I I I I love that movie and I, I thought the ending was like kind of so like ominous and, and creepy and yeah her performance was great, um but yeah I I think a lot of people uh got frustrated with maybe that that twist that that they try to throw in there. Yeah, how about you, man? Cool. Least favorite twenty twenty release? Uh, so my least favorite was uh the boy part two, um and it, part of partly it's because maybe I didn't see the first one even though the first one sounds way more interesting, um but pretty disconnected from like the events of part two. But uh, yeah, I, I just I couldn't buy into any of the characters. It felt very staged, and like each scene was like almost like a prop, and uh, it didn't really like flow together very well. And uh, the the performances from like Katie Holmes and, and the kid just felt like very wooden. Um, so yeah, that was just that felt like a dud for me. So I, I put that at the bottom. <laughs> Go listen to the horror movie weekly episode when you get a chance, man. Oh no, really? they've got a different opinion on that movie. On the boy part too, I, I didn't think anyone would have seen that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, did, did you like that one? No, no. I think I gave it a two or two and a half or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was May, rough. I maybe even like. Yeah, I think that's about where I put it. Okay. Okay. Um, though our our lowest score, I feel like was it like Hagazusa or something? Uh, I will. I'll get to our lowest ones okay. momentarily. I'm gonna. Okay. I'll hit a. Uh, a stat rundown. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm excited for that. Um, then, all right. Do you want to jump to the opposite then and talk about our, our favorite 2020 release? Yeah. All right. What uh, do you got? Mine was The Hunt. Ooh, nice. 
I just thought it was so much fun. I don't understand the middling reviews it had. Yeah. Uh, It seems like so many people on our Discord server loved it, too. Right, right. Um, I thought every aspect of it was good. It was technically good. I loved the lead. I thought it was funny. And just and that was a movie to me that should have been in the theater, and it's a shame. I think the all the mythology, if if you want to call it that, surrounding the movie, like oh, yeah. its reputation as it was coming out, its postponement, its dissing by Trump, like it mm-hmm. all affected everyone's expectations, and then nobody got to see it in the theater. And I just think if there hadn't been any talk of this movie, and it just dropped in theaters, and people went to check it out. It would have been a very different story as far as how critics and viewers felt about this movie, in my mind. Not to criticize anybody who who reviewed it and or just thought it was okay, but um, I gotta believe the expectations really hurt this movie. It not maybe in its maybe not financially, but it hurt the movie um, in terms of how it was reviewed. Yeah, yeah, it kind of like had a reputation by the time it even like became available, and like it, I mean, didn't it take like a year for it to even come out? Yeah, I mean, it was postponed because it was supposed to be released um, at a time right after a horrific, I can't even remember which public um, horrible shooting it was. So they, they, you know, postponed it out of good taste. Um, and then it f- was going to be released right before the pandemic hit. It just got the shaft, you know? It, yeah. It got a raw deal. So it had to go on VOD. It didn't really get a theatrical release except maybe a tiny one. I can't even remember now before yeah. theaters closed down. Mm-hmm. So it just got the short end of the stick all around, and uh, personally, I think that, not to get too into the weeds on politics here, but like conservatives sounded like they were pissed about it from the bat. Anybody who liked Trump might have been pissed about it because he dissed it. But then liberals, I think that hyped them up to be like, oh, this is going to be like a total lampooning of like conservatism and everything, and it wasn't that, so people were like, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I yeah. Think both sides, if you want to say that, because that's what the movie was about with both sides of the American political spectrum. I think both sides were disappointed for opposite reasons, maybe. Um, but I'm I'm happy so many people in our Discord loved it. I'm, I'm sure there are fans of it out there. Yeah, man, I, I had it up there, too. I was also considering it as one of the best. And that part of it was genius, that like in this year that is like so politically charged, they come out with this movie, and, and you think it's going to lean one way or the other, but surprisingly... It somehow manages to like uh, offend everyone like equally in a way, and it's right, just... and just mostly be fun. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah. even that. Uh, it's like su- um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it wasn't like a searing critique of society right. or anything. Like it was, it was commentary on how things are, but just in a funny way, you know. Like yeah. every stand-up comedian, edgier. That's what I'm looking for. It's not an edgy movie by any means, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, any stand-up comedian, I'm sure is. <laughs> speaking way more uh, <laughs> yeah, powerfully like, one way or the other or like sure. critically of the culture right now and it's just crazy I don't even understand but if people don't consider that a horror movie I know there's probably some of you out there that don't then my backup would be The Invisible Man Ooh, wow really okay I loved it it's the last theater experience I had in nine months or whatever now so uh I gave it a 4.5 anyway. Like, I, I yeah. loved it. I thought it was a blast. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's going to make a lot of the top end year lists uh, Invisible Man. That was like. Yeah, the- I feel like it's not going to be the number one on a lot of lists, but it's going to be one of those that shows up on almost every list. Do you think Invisible Man's probably like the top grossing horror film of 2020? 
Oh man, good question. Uh, Should have looked at the box office numbers. I would guess it probably is. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like one of the last movies to have like a wide release that had some theater time and it was like a pretty big success when it came out. Yeah, in those early months, um, you know, January is kind of known as being a dump month where they put movies that aren't maybe that great or don't they don't think will perform well so yeah we talked about how january was unique and that it had two movies that got an i think f cinema score oh, the grudge yeah. and uh the turning the turning yeah so <laughs> yeah invisible yeah. man like i felt that was, that was a big one of the year i think i'll also check yeah. the numbers but yeah, yeah i wouldn't be surprised oh and i did a written review i was like didn't we talk about the turning but i did a written review of that on our site oh yeah and, and you like felt it was pretty bad uh, I actually liked it. I think it had a horrible ending that really made people feel angry. So oh, okay. it got a lot of hate for that, but I thought the the ride was fun. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, that's not Katie Holmes, is it? No, it's um, Mackenzie Davis. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, cool, man. Yeah, th- those are good picks. I Yeah, I definitely had the hunt up there. That, that's uh, such a like, unique and fresh film. Like It's even hard to compare it to anything. Yeah. So it really stands on its own. Um, my favorite of the year, um, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be obvious. I, I, I feel like there was one movie that just was so perfectly timed in the way it came out and, uh, it captures the things I love around like found footage. Uh, so the, mine was host, which, uh, I just feel like that, that was a movie we all needed this year cause we were all behind zoom screens. We're all like, kind of getting sick of like that technology and just like how quickly they were able to put that together and just even the idea of like uh, like using Zoom as like the uh, platform that you're going to show this horror film on. I thought it was like a great way to modernize the whole found footage genre and then it, it just felt like really timely with like what everyone was going through. So uh, and it just scared the shit out of me too. That was, that was probably the scariest movie I saw this year. Yeah, man, I, I hear you. I think that was probably the scariest movie I saw this year, too. And, uh, yeah, you gave that a five. I gave it a four. Yeah. I didn't think that was a perfect movie, but, man, it, it did its job. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, yeah, and, and, and like I'm happy it was, for it. And it was, like, pretty short, too, right? Wasn't it, like, 50-some minutes or something? Yeah, I feel like it was 56 minutes, if I remember correctly. Somewhere yeah. in that range. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, I think that worked to its advantage, so it was, it was, it was good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, otherwise I had The Hunt, too, as, as maybe like a, a close follow-up. Nice. So while we're on the topic of uh, our favorite films, um, as we mentioned, we have a Discord server, and um, we've got a lot of like uh, fans in there who are also horror enthusiasts um, and uh, who have their own podcasts, and uh, they let us know also what their favorite movies were. Um, and so I'll just name some of them. So Whitney, who's from the Lights, Camera, No podcast, uh, her favorite film was The Host as well. So high five there. Uh, sea Dog was with you uh, on Invisible Man. Uh, Coop uh, was a big fan of Possessor, which uh, Brian and I watched uh, last week, and we'll be putting out a review of it next week. Is that right? Yeah, next ep- next episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, our next episode is Possessor, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Catherine dropped this film I hadn't heard about called Cadaver. I think it's on Netflix. Have you seen that one? Uh, no, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, Except for I mean, when she typed that. I forgot that she said that until now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it wasn't on my radar. I'm really excited to see that one. It should be good. Uh, Ghostface, Sydney Lover. Uh, favorite films were The Hunt and Invisible Man. Also mentioned this movie called The Devil All the Time, which uh, I haven't heard about or, or seen, but it sounds pretty intriguing. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Lefty Lucy mentioned uh, His House and The Lodge. His House is, is definitely one that I, I think is getting a lot of critical acclaim, and um, I, I, I need to see it. And you, you enjoyed it? 
I did. Yeah, it was good. If, if, if I'll save my uh, rating in case we do an episode on it, but it, it was very good. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm pumped to, to talk about that one soon. Um, Blake Blake, who I think is Blake, right? <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think his favorite was also Possessor, so that that's uh, two people who loved Possessor. Yep. And Blake uh, is from the Midweek Matinee podcast. Oh, yeah. Nice. And uh, he also mentioned Relic and, and Lodge, which, you know, we, we didn't talk about Relic much, but that's also kind of misery porn, would you say? Um, yeah, no, I don't think that one really is as much in my mind. More more like family drama? Yeah, oh, that was what I wanted to say on trends. Family drama, I mean, it, it always has been a big part of horror, but we see a lot of that these days, it seems. Yeah, yeah, right, right, that's on, on the up and up. Um, and then lastly, uh, Bjorn T mentioned uh, this film, which, you know, I, 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 that's, I, uh, this one was on my radar, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Come to Daddy, it's got Elijah Wood in it, I think. Um, and uh, have, have you seen that? No, I've been, that was talked up last year as like a festival release, and it was, it's on quite a few top tens this year, too. So we'll have to check okay. that out at some point. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Elijah Wood, so I, I think that'd be a fun one to see. Um, but yeah, th- those were the favorites from the group, and I, I want to thank everyone in our Discord group for for pitching in and sharing your favorite films with us. Uh, and it's always been like a lot of fun to talk to everyone, and uh, we have that channel currently watching, and people kind of post what they're watching there, so it's, it's fun to see what everyone's watching and get their immediate thoughts on it. Yeah, for sure. I probably spend too much time on that server, but I love my time there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, no, uh, you, you, I, I think uh, that whole group is like a, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good, for good sure. Thing to be a part of. I actually just deleted Twitter and Facebook from my phone. I'll still post there for the podcast to let you know what we're covering and stuff like that, but I was just wasting too much time on there, and I I don't feel like my time on Discord is wasted. So thanks to all of you on there. You, I have so much fun on there talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah, really productive conversations. You never know where it's going to go. Like I love all the different channels and topics that come up. It's, it's like it's, it's not just horror. If, if yeah, horror, is, yep. horror is probably like 70% of it, maybe. I don't even know if it's that high. <laughs> Sometimes we just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah. I think I went down like a Radiohead uh, rabbit hole the other day. Yeah, so yeah. There's fun. the currently listening channel. and Yeah, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and actually, also from that Discord. So yeah, I, I had like, I, I really want to uh, see his house. And then the other one, I forget who mentioned this on there, but there's a movie called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Have you seen that one? I haven't. I've, that's on a few top 10 lists as well. Okay. Yeah. Kind of excited to see that one. Um, any, are, are there any other big movies you're looking to catch as we go into next year from 2020? Um, Color Out of Space is one that's been on my radar for a while, just because it's Nick Cage and H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I'm trying to think what else that I like really want to check off the list. Yeah, the, oh, um, Mortuary Collection. That one is an anthology, so I, oh. you know I love those, so we'll have to check that out soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that one. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. All right, yeah, cool. I don't think Whitney named that as her first, but I know she loved it. Oh, okay, cool. All right, yeah, so we got some homework uh, for next year, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so two more questions for you. Uh, any movies that you saw this year that you feel like, looking back, you might have rated or reviewed differently? Yeah, so I was on the fence about this one. Relic is one that I've seen on quite a few top 10 lists that we both weren't crazy about. I gave it a two and you gave it a three. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if I went back, I wouldn't, 
I could like it more knowing what it was now. I just I think we both thought it was the symbolism was so on the nose that it was kind of like what's the actual story that's happening here? Oh like, yeah, right. The symbolism is the story. Right, right. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to see it and see if I felt differently, but I also don't feel like I want to see it, so I'm not totally sure if that's an answer. One movie I know I'll probably watch again at some point is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which Ah. I know has so many fans, but we both gave that a 2. Yeah, yeah, right. And that that was was mine, actually. uh, Oh, was it? Okay. Sorry, I I keep stepping on your toes. No, no, yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with you. Like, I I think we were both kind of lukewarm on it, but um, yeah, in retrospect, I I just feel like I came into it, like, expecting a similar vibe to the first one, and then uh, it's it's obviously, like, so different, and, and that kind of, like, hurt my impression of it, but... I feel like in, in retrospect, like maybe I need to like embrace the comedic aspects of it more and just look at it as like a different film. Is, is that kind of what you're thinking? Well, I knew it was comedic going into it. It just didn't hit it quite in the way I thought it would. It, it, it just failed a lot. To me, it was like trying to be funny but wasn't. Yeah, it was pretty silly, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that is one that probably is better to see in a crowd. So. Oh, yeah. That's a movie I, I could see me, you, Joseph, and Amy kicking back and watching if we ever get together at any point in our lives. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> that ever happens, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Not not a great year for movies that are well-served in a crowd. I think that's... For sure. To its detriment. Yeah. Uh, cool. And then lastly, uh, overall favorite watch of the year. Uh, what, what did you have? So I'm going to do this as a my first watch. Um, oh, cool. Like, That's what I did too. You know, we covered It Follows and Scream and et cetera. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Tales from the Hood. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd never seen that before. And it's an anthology, which I love. And I gave it a 4.5. I will definitely be watching that again. It was so unique in that it was powerful, sad, and super relevant to what's happening right now to the black community in this country and yeah um so it hit hard but it was also weirdly fun and funny like i don't even know how they juggled those two things but they did right right yeah that was that was super impressive yeah um and and like that's from the 90s too so it's crazy it's like still pretty timeless yeah and crazy and sad yeah yeah exactly uh but re- really well done i, I agree with you that, that was a really fun one to, to watch good good first yeah. watch how about you um, I had uh, the American Werewolf or uh, an American Werewolf in London just because oh, uh, nice. classic that I hadn't seen before and uh, yeah, just loved the characters and the focus on the the the, the story and like the, someone like kind of slowly following into like that madness and then like some of the effects were, were like so great. So yeah, that was, that was a good first watch. I'm gonna add a little sub bullet point under here and since I did my like let down, before with May the Devil Take You Too, one yeah. I was so pleasantly surprised by was Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, really? I just did not expect to like that movie, and I gave it a four. Man, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you realize they just uh, remade the first movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean, they. I thought it was great because they gave all that backstory in the first half of the movie, and then the second half of the movie was redoing the first movie, yes, that's what a yeah. remake is, but <laughs> they did enough differently and played with the events of the first one in ways that made you expect certain things that didn't quite happen the way you thought they might. So Sure, yeah, that was, that was uh, clever. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think, just in case we act like we've covered these, Underwater and Halloween 2, I think were both Patreon episodes, so... Um, 
if those ever come up in a conversation, that's where you can find those. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear your point on, on Halloween, and uh, yeah, there are some like nuances which which make it smart. And I don't know, I, I just I, I don't get like the he built up like all that backstory, but then like the rest of the movie kind of just follows for the most part the the original. I that's which is why I think the second one is is way better because then he really goes like off the uh, the rails and like does his own thing. But I mean, it is a worse film, but at least it, I, I just feel like it's more original. Yeah, hard to disagree on that one. All right, all right. We'll leave that one up to the viewers to, yeah. to decide. <laughs> um, but like, I remember like Halloween Two was kind of hard to find. I forget if Halloween, the Rob Zombie one, was hard to find. Yeah, too. it was hard to find. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we covered those. Those were fun. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's all I had. Anything else you want to talk about or mention? Um, I don't think so, man. I think we hit all the points. I've got some uh, stats on what we've covered and everything if if you're cool with me going to that now yeah yeah let's hear it all right so between our episodes and the patreon stuff we reviewed 51 movies we recorded 51 episodes two of those were on patreon and i think there were probably two in the year two or three that we did episodes like this where we don't review a specific movie we just have a general discussion so Hmm. that's why it's not 52 on the nose but in all that time there were only two directors that we did more than once. Oh. Rob Zombie, which we did four <laughs> movies of. Yeah. And then Wes Craven, two. Scream and uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. And then the rest were one-offs? Yeah. 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 I mean, we've maybe covered them on the podcast in the past, but we didn't repeat them at all this year. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, again... On that point of reaching out to us, people, let us know if there are directors we should be hitting more. I mean, John Carpenter, we've discussed maybe only one movie of his. Hmm. Shit, yeah. is that right? Uh, which which movie are you thinking of? We did Halloween, the original, and then I'm not sure if we did another John... Oh, we've done... um. Oh, my God. I'm. They Live. Oh, we did They, they Live. live. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're, you're talking like in over the whole course of the podcast. Yeah, right? that, now I've jumped to the whole course. Got it. Of the okay, podcast. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think we did a single John Carpenter movie this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. No. That. that, that I mean, so, so that's like 45 directors we covered this year, at least. Uh, let's see. 51. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, decades. So the movies we covered in terms of old ones or new ones. From the 50s, we only talked about one movie. That was The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Hmm. We didn't do any from the 60s. We'll have to fix that um, okay. next year. <laughs> Are you sure and we have to? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> from the 70s, we only did three. When we first started this podcast, it was like understood that I would pick old ones and you'd pick new ones, and then we we really have gone away from that. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So three from the 70s, seven from the 80s, Five from the 90s, 14 from the 20, 2000 to 2010, 14 movies in the 2010s, and seven 2020 releases, which is really nine because the 2019 ones. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so, oh, yeah. so 2000 uh, to 2020 is where we have like the bulk of the movies then? It sounds like half the movies at least came from Yeah, about or... 70% of our movies that we discussed this year are 2000 or later. Oh, okay, okay. So let us know what that balance how that balance is to you guys listeners if you want us to go back and do more old stuff let us know if you want more current year or past one or two years then let us know 
My next stat, which is always a fun one, the biggest ratings gaps for us this year. Nice. A Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that one. I gave it a five and you gave it a fucking two. Oh, man. Maybe that's when I should have rated differently. (laughs) I've listened back to that episode and I'm like, how am I so not mad at you and I'm just I was so <laughs> gobsmacked I didn't know what to say <laughs> Two. come on one, one hint man look at the cover he's got a fedora on that's all you gotta look at god you hate that fucking hat I don't know what the it's, fedora it's, it's ever just, did to you it's not a practical outfit for a for a guy in your nightmares alright um and then the lodge I gave it a one and you gave it a four. Oh, okay interesting yeah oh man I, I always love when we have a good disagreement it's fun. Yeah. It, d- it doesn't happen as often as it used to, it seems. Yeah, yeah, I know. we got to find a, f- a few more polarizing films. We're molding into the same person. I know. <laughs> um, our worst rated movies that we discussed on the podcast this year, tied for last place, are Quarantine from 2008 and Hagazusa from 2017. We both, mm. our average combined rating on that was 1.75 out of 5. So okay. I gave it. I gave each of them a one and a half, and you gave them a two. Sure, sure. And then after that, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, Halloween two, Brahms the Boy two, Friday the Thirteenth at New Beginning, The House is October Built. There's some ties in there, so I think I read more than five. But yeah, yeah. And then the best, the best, Green Room, It Follows, and Scream were all double fives from us. Mm. Nice. Yeah. The Hunt was a 4.75 average because you gave it a four and a half. I gave it a five. Mm-hmm. Host, I gave a four and you gave a five. So that's a four and a half average. And then there are three more four and a half averages Alien, The Descent, and The Evil Dead. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. And then the 2020 films that we covered on the show in ascending order from best to least per us were The Hunt, Host, Invisible Man, Underwater, which we I gave a three, you gave two and a half. Gretel and Hansel, The Wretched, Relic, The Lodge, and Brahms. Wow. I didn't realize The Lodge was uh, so low, but I, yeah, I guess with your it's one. It's just he, me bringing that one down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Most of them we were pretty similar on, except Gretel and Hansel, I gave it a three and a half, and you gave it a two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, would, you, would you ever watch that movie again? Yeah. I thought it was just really visually pleasing. Yeah. I mean, I would, it's not. I didn't give it a three point five only for that. It it has some major problems, but I didn't think it was nearly as bad as people were saying. Yeah, I'm with you. Like that's the one thing I remember is like the visuals, and then also like the music was really cool too. Yeah. Yep. The ending really stunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. Damn. But boy, Good. every movie I've seen in the theater is just in my memory, just a wonderful memory. I'm so <laughs> glad it was the Invisible Man. Like, can you imagine if the pandemic had hit when everyone had just like had the Grudge or the oh, Turning be the last movie they saw in the theater? <laughs> that was the last memory of watching yeah, a horror film. <laughs> I think most horror fans were able to see the Invisible Man before. Yeah, yeah. Before I'm glad we got down. that one in. Yeah, I, f- I feel like uh, that w- that was great one for the theater too. Like, I, I mean, so, so much like great like uh, visuals and uh, sound design and acting and stuff. That was a good one for the big screen. Yep. Yeah. Boy, I can't wait to get back in there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what our first one will be in theaters. Yeah. I'll be so happy, whatever it is. I'll probably <laughs> give it a five, no matter what. Automatic five. <laughs> Br- Browns the boy three five. Yeah. Five out of yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. That's all. It's good. Um, any other stats? Uh, I think that's it. I think you forgot one big one. Did I forget something? 
yeah, how many Imogene Poots films we saw this year? <laughs> Shit. I'm not prepared. Yeah. Was it only two? I think so. I think it was 28 days or weeks later and The Green Room. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think Fright Night was the year before that. Yeah, yeah. You know, one... Uh, Why didn't we... We should have covered Vivarium. I'm disappointed in us. I know, I know. I, I actually, think I you think saw I... it and were underwhelmed, so we didn't cover it. Yeah, that was... Was that 2020? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't talk about it. But yeah, maybe next year. let you down, year. Poots. Yeah, I know. She's, she's got to be hurting. Cool. Well, any any other comments as we as we wrap this up? I don't think so. Um, in addition to the thanks to the Discord server, folks, thank you to the Patreon supporters. Uh, we always forget to thank you guys, but we see you. We appreciate you. We are always trying to put more out there, and we are just failing. So uh, <laughs> thanks for hanging in there with us. Thank you for everyone who rated or reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. That helps us so much. Helps get more eyes on the show. And everyone who emailed or connected with us in some way, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, uh, keep reaching out. And we just, we love doing this. We love talking to you guys. We would be doing it even if you weren't there listening because me and I <laughs> were doing this anyway. So uh, we're still having fun and we hope you are too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for listening and all your support. And I, I don't know about you, Byron, but this has kind of been like the highlight of the uh, pandemic and quarantining for me. Yeah, man, I don't want to be bleak. I mean, not that there's not other things in my life I look forward to, but it is a yeah. highlight for sure. It's the thing I look forward to the most each week. Yeah, I feel like it's helping with my social skills a little bit. <laughs> for like, sure, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's like some something to do, I guess. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. also want to give a huge thanks to uh, Budin. I mean, he's been delivering some amazing Ohio connections for us. Uh, I haven't seen like his game like hasn't uh, you know come down at all. I mean, if I, every episode I'm just so impressed with how he's tying everything back to our home state. For sure, I yeah, know. I will echo that. Thanks, thanks, Alex. Yeah. Uh, well, Good cool, call. man. Uh, it's been it's been a fun year. Uh, we'll, hopefully, we got a, a few more ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no stopping this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I want to wish everyone a happy New Year's. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support and. Uh, we can't wait to uh, connect with you guys more next year. Yeah, happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.